Welcome to the Game Plan Podcast with Judah Newby and Brian Perkins, breaking down all things Seahawks. Well, the Seahawks can officially clinch a playoff spot if they win this weekend in Santa Clara, California. He's Brian Perkins. I'm Judah Newby. Seahawks 49ers coming up. And this is the Game Plan Podcast on 1029thegame.com. Perkins, we uh, talked about this a little bit on our Monday show or on our Tuesday show following the Monday Night Football victory. But isn't it amazing that still with three games left in the regular season, we're talking about this Seahawks team as a lock to reach the NFC playoffs. And not just that but they've got a 96% chance to get the number five seed. Really, it's impossible to predict this, but it just validates how special a season this has been, at least through uh, 13 games. Yeah, I mean, it's been incredible, and it's amazing to think that a Seattle win and Minnesota loss would secure them the fifth seed. It would guarantee them the fifth seed with two weeks left in the regular season with just nine wins, by the way, which I think speaks to like you said, how surprising Seattle has been this year. It also speaks a little bit to the conference, I think. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I can't believe we're having this conversation when last year around this time, this team was imploding going they, down the stretch. They really were, which is unlike them. Obviously, generally speaking, they've been a, a second half season team. They've been a December team and January team under Pete Carroll. Last year was not the case. This year I was, I was interested to see, you know, how are they going to finish? It's going to be different because they're not going to be fighting for their lives uh, through the end of the season like they were a season ago. But did last Monday night's game against Minnesota, in hindsight, remind you at all of that Sunday night game against Philadelphia from last week? It was December 2nd. Seahawks defense dominated in a big win over the Philadelphia Eagles when everybody was healthy. And... uh you got the feeling after that point that the Seattle team, they were here to stay, that they were division contenders, that they were going to uh, be able to battle for an NFC title after that game. Did you get a similar feeling from this game? And if so, are there seeds to suggest that a similar regression might be in store in December? I didn't necessarily feel that way, but it's worth a thought. It is interesting because you're right. It's amazing how quickly perceptions can change. Even this year, right? They start 0-2. You're like, oh, my God, fire Schottenheimer. (laughs) <laughs> Two weeks into the season, it's like this offense is terrible and, and look how far they've come along. Um, and Solari has been a big reason for that as well. But uh, I did not get that sense at all. And maybe it's because the offense was really porous for a lot of that game. And it, well, they ran the ball well, but they were I mean, they weren't able to punch it in the end zone multiple times, right, throughout that game. Whereas in Philadelphia, they looked like a complete team. Like they, they looked top to bottom like, oh, my God, this team is – is really freaking good, and they had all of the the stalwarts of years past. You know, this is a new team, a younger team. Obviously, you have the veteran quarterback, you have Bobby Wagner, a lot of guys that have been to the promised land, but at the same time, when you have a team full of guys that have done it before, I think it's a lot easier to jump on that bandwagon and go, okay, yeah, they just beat Philadelphia, who's a really good football team with a healthy Carson Wentz. You know, this team is going to compete, whereas this year... I don't know. It still feels like, okay, yeah, they, they got a win. They needed to at home against Minnesota, and they're going to be a wild card team. And I, I don't think that it gave me any sense of confidence that they're a contender in the NFC, personally. You know, they've won four in a row now. And uh, wait, did you just say you don't feel like they're a contender in the NFC right now? Y- yes. Why is that? A cont- and by contender, I mean Contend for the NFC getting, title. Out of the, uh, getting out of the 
divisional round. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I think they could beat Dallas. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a given either because Dallas is playing really well. And that right. offense yeah. is rejuvenated. Especially on the road, that's tough. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I do think that that would be a good game, and I think that Seattle would definitely have a chance. But What about week two going on the road to New Orleans or L.A.? Who would you? I was going to ask you, who would you rather play? I'd rather play L.A. I would rather play L.A. as well. If they go to New Orleans, I... I can't believe I'm saying that because it's like bring on Sean McVay. Um, but they know, they played them only so well for the familiarity. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like it's similar to probably the Jets Patriots dynamics of the 2010s. You know, everyone knew the Patriots were more talented. They had the better coach, but because of the familiarity and the style of play, you just knew the Jets would always have a chance. And then they beat them twice in yeah. Foxborough. Yeah. So yeah, I would rather play the Los Angeles Rams for that very reason. I think LA might be more talented than New Orleans, but because of the familiarity and and the fact and the that, quarterback, to be honest, say. like Goff hasn't won anything big yet. Drew has as He's a scary team, good. They, they haven't really won anything big, right? Right, I right. Mean, and you know, to, come on, there's a cojones factor. I think in big time playoff games like that, we saw it with them last year. Even though I feel like LA is a lot better at this point this year, they've just kept building from last year, but. They were three seed. They got Atlanta coming to town. They lost 26-13. And you have to wonder, too, when they if they play the Saints, if they ended up playing the Saints, what animosity is there from Drew Brees towards the Seahawks? Maybe there's not much because it's been so— You mean so, for Beastquake? And then a couple of years ago as well, right, in the playoffs when they bounced him out. Yeah. Yeah. You think there's animosity? I don't know if there's animosity, but, like, man, F this team. They freaking beat. They went seven and nine. They beat us. We were the defending champions. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I don't know if Drew. Drew doesn't necessarily. I mean, I don't know him, but he doesn't strike me as a, that type of personality. As in as much as he would just be the fierce competitor to beat Team X, Team Y, Team anybody. Yeah. Um. But there is a there is a postseason history for Seattle over New Orleans. No question with Drew Brees at quarterback. That would be. Uh. You know. We we always discuss that a little bit whenever these two teams play and. But for Seattle going in there, it's the other way. There was that game, was it two years ago now, with the uh, play in the back of the end zone, the last play to Jermaine Curse that fell incomplete. Got everybody talking about whether fade routes in the end zone are good plays or not. Oh, and, and why aren't you targeting Jimmy Graham, right, was the big conversation after that game Yeah, because well. he played really well. Yeah. Or actually, did he? On the he, final drive, he played really well. Yeah. He caught like a 25-yard pass to get him down into position. In, in and, his home yeah, coming. I mean, it was like supposed to be the revenge game, and yeah. you throw to to Cade K Bone in the uh, back of the end. Who zone. would you rather play, Rams Saints? You say Rams. I say Rams as well. Is it close? They, I think so. I mean, just because they played them close twice, right? And I almost feel a little bit like law of averages, sure. You know, might fall in their favor just because they have come very close. And I think if you're the Rams, you don't want any part of Seattle because you, they have. When Seattle was, quote-unquote, not playing well early in the season, they only lost by two. Now, granted, that was in Seattle, but even the road game, right? I mean, and that was Seattle's best game of the season in the loss. It was week five. That was their best played game of the season. Yeah. To that point. I mean, I I wouldn't pick Seattle to win that game, but Mm -hmm. if you're talking about just a pure potential upset possibility, I want no part of the Saints. No thank you. More complete team. And Seattle offensively has produced against the Rams defense. 31 points in both games. Yeah. They put up 31. So you're giving yourself a chance if you can get into the 30s there. We just saw what the Chargers did to the Chiefs last night. We should probably talk about that in a moment, too. But they held the Chiefs under 30. Yeah. And they stole a win. Yeah. You know, and you don't win those type of games very often when you're down by 14 points three different times. But they did because their defense held them under 30 points. So 
I would definitely give Seattle a chance over the Rams just because they've done it before. The mere fact that we can have this conversation on December 14th now is pretty wild to me. Just yeah. unbelievable. Um, you know, and if you just advance it, the thought even further and look at the playoff picture right now because they do reseed after the wild card round where the lowest seed plays the highest seed. So it would be Vikings and Bears as of today, you know, advantage Chicago. Say if Chicago advances and Seattle would advance as the five seed, you would have, and let's see, I think right now it'd still be Saints as the one seed and Rams as the two seed because both teams have two losses and Saints have Saints the head-to-head. Have tiebreaker, yep. So, um, wait, do the Saints have two losses? Who else did they lose to besides the Bucks? I forgot. I feel like they lost to somebody, but. They have two losses. Yeah. I can't remember who they lost to. The Vikings? I thought they beat the Vikings. Yeah, they have two losses. But, uh, oh, yeah, the Cowboys on Thursday night a couple weeks ago. So, they would still be the one seed. Oh, that's so, right, when they couldn't do dick against yeah, that, yeah, that Cowboys exactly, defense. Which makes you feel good about playing the Cowboys, right, <laughs> on the road. So, my point is. Thursday night games are wonky anyway, though. If the Seahawks advance, if the Bears advance. You know, it'd be Bears at Rams. That's a great game in L.A. Then you get Seahawks at Saints. It's another great game, but that's probably worst-case scenario, right? I mean, at this point, should we be rooting for the Rams to get the one seed is my question if it meant that the Bears beat the Vikings and then therefore the Seahawks would win and then play the Rams as a one seed rather than the Saints as a one seed. We should should yeah. we, we have should we should have a vested interest now in who gets the one seed, right? Or I guess if you're really confident in Seattle, you want the Vikings to win. <laughs> in that playoff game. And then in theory, you could host a home game in the NFC championship game. If yeah. both yeah. underdogs. That's tough. That's I <laughs> Can you imagine that yeah. in the five and six the freaking Vikings who haven't been able to do squat all season? That, that's ever happened. A five and a six playing in the title. Yeah. At I don't the know. five. I mean, there's there's tons of scenario, right? I mean, like look at the uh the six makes it a lot, I feel like. The Giants, the Giants multiple did it times. twice. The Broncos or the Steelers, when they played Seattle in Super Bowl Forty, they were a six seed and yeah. beat the Broncos as a one seed. They beat the Colts as a three seed. They beat, I think, uh, Jacksonville as a two seed that year in the title game. Um, I'm going to tell you, the, the Packers were a six seed when they when went they and won the Super Bowl. Yeah, so it's definitely possible. The one thing I will tell you is that the the biggest reason you don't want the Bears in my opinion, is not because you can't beat them. Because I think Seattle could beat them. I, I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, would I pick them? Probably not. But I think they could because... You mean just in terms of personnel against personnel? Yeah. I mean, I don't think that the Bears, top to bottom, are that much better than Seattle just because Seattle is right. is weighted so much heavier offensively, right, than, than Chicago. And it would be a much different yeah. game than it was week two. But gosh dang it. The weather, the grass. The weather. And yeah. not only that, but if you win that game, it feels... I know it's not going to be as bad as a historically bad weather in Minnesota a couple years ago, but you do not want to have to go in there in January into Chicago. As someone you probably know better than I, how how oh cold gosh. it can get there. It's terrible. I mean, wouldn't you rather play in the comfy confines of a dome where you know Russell Wilson is not going to have to deal with weather? Because we know that when it rains, when there's certain elements, well, Russ does not play as well, nearly as well. And if you win, I that couldn't game, tell you any quarterback that does. Well, um, yeah, but, but maybe maybe Rodgers, but he's played in more of those games than. Well, yeah, Russell, and that's yeah. I guess my point being is yeah. a lot of these guys are conditioned to playing in that weather, and I don't know. To me, the elements play a big factor in that, especially if you're talking about prospects 
in theory, in the second round. Now we're right. getting way ahead of ourselves. But. No, no, we're not, because we get to do this because this team's going to win it all, Pert. Um, all right, we will dial it back <laughs> a little bit because there are three weeks until the wild card, but the very fact that there seems to be a certain clarity of a wild card matchup for Seattle already, and you know, we're, we're just assuming if they could beat Dallas, we would have to break that game down because Dallas is a much different team now than they were, obviously, in October. But if they could beat Dallas... The ideal prospect to me would be as a five seed playing the Rams as a one seed. Yeah. Having the Bears beat the Vikings in the three six and have the Bears go to two New Orleans. And honestly, and so I, therefore we're rooting for the Rams to get that one seed. And part of me, you know, I, I think Seattle's going to win this week and I think they're going to win comfortably. Spoiler alert. Part of me is glad that Kansas City lost last night because it gives them something to play for. Because a good point. I feel to a certain extent that that Sunday night game is going to be a litmus test for Seattle. Mm-hmm. They, they've had some good wins. Like, Minnesota's not a terrible football team by any means, right? Like, they have big names all across the board. But offensively, they have not been good all year. So, okay, great. Like, the defense played well against an offense that's been porous, that fired their offensive That fired their O-corner, right, exactly. Um, this you know, is a much different test. The Panthers, a good team that has completely fallen off the cliff. Now, was the Seattle loss a catalyst for that? I think so, because in that game, the offense for Carolina was lit. Yeah. McCaffrey went for 250 and. Three touchdowns, yeah. I think. And they, two touchdowns. Yeah, that was a crazy game. Yeah. But, you know, Seattle won, but now Carolina's kind of fallen off, right? And they're probably not mm-hmm. going to make the play. I think so that game broke them. It would be nice to see Seattle get a win against a legitimate Super Bowl contender, Strength, I guess is yeah. my point. Yeah. Because yeah. we have not seen that from them yet this season, and it would be nice. They've been close. Seattle's been in a lot of games this year, but the loss of the Chargers at home, it would be nice to see them get a quality late season win against a contending team. Yeah, and I don't know what Spencer Ware's health will be for next Sunday night, but Kansas City will be coming in after back-to-back tough tests at home, barely beating Baltimore in overtime, barely losing a big league lead to L.A. at home last night. They'll get extra time to rest, to prepare, to relax. Then they'll come into Seattle. It's going to be a good litmus test for Kansas City. Yeah, You know, they've had a ton of litmus tests, to be fair. They played the Patriots, they played the Rams, and they played the Chargers. They lost all those games, by the way, in very close fashion. But this Well, they beat the Chargers to start the year, though. Well, they did in week one. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess I meant uh, recently. Um, and But this is going to be a good litmus test for them. Can they go on the road to a road environment against a very, very good team that they're more talented than and defeat? Even without Kareem Hunt, I think they're still more talented than Seattle, obviously. So that's going to be a great game. I'm glad. I think NBC was the was the people most happy with last night's game. Yeah. NBC loved it. Loved it. That means they can keep this game, Seattle-KC, and have it really matter. Man, you have because Russell Wilson KC, and, yeah. and Mahomes. Yeah. I mean, come on. That's so good. Imagine what Russ could do in like a an Andy Reid. Oh, can't even... Can't even start. I that. really want to. I Can't really want such a. We could talk about it next week, but my God, I'm already thinking about like all the awesome things I want to see happen in that game. Like, yeah. I want Russ to throw for like 350 and four touchdowns. I want Bobby to have a pick six or like four sacks or something and like 12 tackles. So, are you a Seahawks fan? Well, like, I just want like <laughs> Bobby played so well in that Monday night game. Yet, all, all everyone's talking about is him jumping over yeah. the offensive lineman. And then Russ played one of the worst games of his freaking career on Monday Night Football. Now, every most people know how good he is, but still, this is another chance in a national and spotlight. That, and that would have looked different if David Moore gets his foot in. You know, now you're adding yeah. another forty yard touchdown pass yeah. that was sweet. Yeah, for sure. I mean, so, it's not all on yeah. him, but unfortunately, the aesthetics make it look sure. like it is. Right. Sure. 
Um, so I guess I'm just excited for them to get another crack on national TV. And we know how freaking prepared Seattle is typically for nationally televised games. Yeah. So I'm just hyped, man. And they've I'm done it around day they, before they, Christmas they, Eve. Go. Are you kidding me? Come on. Whose house? Whose house? All right. Uh, last two minutes. <laughs> they're playing the 49ers this week. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. <laughs> Spreads about five in favor of Seattle on the road. Um, I've been listening to a betting podcast this week, and they were saying the sharp money is starting to come in on San Francisco right now. San Francisco looked great last week. They got the big win, an upset win um, over the Denver Broncos. You don't seem to be as curious. I think this is going to be a close game, actually. I And part of it is because Seattle has played so well for so long. How sustainable is playing the level of football they are? I think there's going to be a natural letdown coming i still think seattle wins but i kind of see this as being yeah it's going to be a tough it's going to be a close game in halftime you know seattle might get a double digit lead in the fourth quarter and then san francisco comes back and back doors it i think it's going to be a, a san francisco cover i'll go ahead and say that um and i'll go ahead and say uh i'll go ahead and say 20 uh 26 21 so i'll go ahead and put it right on the five number 26 21 Seattle gets to win. How do you see it? Yeah, see, you're a sharps better. I'm a square. It's better. So yeah, I'm gonna, but I'm, squares win sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to take uh, – I, I think Seattle covers, and I think that they win this game pretty comfortably. I'm going to say – because the, the one thing about that 49er, last 49ers game was the Niners' offense was able to move the football. They just couldn't find pay dirt, right? right? I mean, they were able to move the ball up and well, down Well, and, and they were behind by a lot. Y- yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Which, obviously, you know, your defense – philosophy changes right you don't care if they move the ball down the field if it takes them if you're up by three scores and it takes them eight minutes to score you don't give a crap Mm -hmm. if they score a touchdown right um but that being said i think seattle wins i'm gonna say 27 17 okay we don't get to 30 i feel I, i don't know part of me feels like seattle's gonna go up big in this game early and just run out the clock in the second half i always like that i still don't like san francisco so Sherman? Yeah, beat them by t- freaking 40 points. Yeah. You can't beat those Niners by enough. I don't care how bad they are. Agreed. And they're not a good team. I know they looked better last week, but, you know, they really have nothing to play for except a higher draft pick. He's Brian Perkins. I'm Judah Newby. Uh, this is the Game Plan Podcast on 1029thegame.com. We'll come back Monday and talk about all this and recap the game against the uh, the 49ers and look ahead. Sunday Night Football oh, with the man. Kansas City Chefs. Freaking Christmas. Oh, man. I remember I went to a Christmas Eve game and back in the day. I love the just before Christmas Against football who? games. <laughs> the Chargers. Oh, this is the Game Plan Podcast on 1029thegame.com.